Hello, and welcome to Nested Folders, a productivity podcast about how work and life occur. I'm Scotty Jackson, joined by Rosemary Orchard. Rosemary, how are you? Everything's changing, Scotty. I like it, That's but everything's changing. I'm good, Ooh. by the way. You know, like everything's oh changing, but I, I'm good. It's just, wow, there's a lot going on right now. There, there really is. And, and so, I mean, what better topic for an episode, really, than you know, how does one deal with sudden and or big change in their yes. lives? I mean, certainly, you know, as we record this, the coronavirus is a big thing. And, you know, for, for many areas around the world, schools, public areas are closed. Uh, people are at home. People are social distancing. That's a tremendous change from how things operated, you know, even 72 hours ago. So, yeah. <laughs> but there are other changes too that, yeah. that occur that are, you know, perhaps not as far reaching as, you know, global quarantine, but like, you know, when you show up at work and you think that projects A, B, and C are important, and it turns out that now project D is the super important one and the other things have to be set aside or, or or, uh, you know, there is an unexpected turn in your family or home and life situation Change occurs all the time, and so wanted to talk about how we deal with sudden and big change. Yes, um, and to some extent, for for many things, you can do contingency planning. So, like, and if this happens, then we're going to do that. For some things, you know, I don't think anybody really saw the coronavirus coming, um, and so you know, like having to deal with okay, and now I have to work from home until the government decides otherwise. Um, mm -hmm. that, that can be something that really throws you for a loop. Um, and in my case, I'm, I'm fortunate as soon as, uh, as you know, it was said that people should be trying to work from home. My boss just sent out an email to, to, to my little group of people that I'm, I'm part of and said, look, I were, I would consider us non-essential personnel. Um, obviously, you know, we do a lot of things in, with the digital or the software side of the infrastructure for the university, but they don't require us to be on site. So, mm -hmm. you know, the, the answer is we're not on site. We are working from home. Um, and uh, as as we record this episode, we're recording a little ahead of time here. Um, you know, uh, nobody the public, public gatherings of more than five people have been banned in Austria. So, you know, that's a lot of change because it means that, you know, social life does not exist anymore, basically. Um, you know, you're at home and it's via FaceTime, but you can... You can do some 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 situational planning as part of this to help yourself deal with this. And even if you are not currently dealing with this, you know, it may be a good idea to, to do some planning of, okay, well, if this happens for me, then what do I need to do? What, do, what am I going to need to deal with? Um, and right. when you so find yourself in a situation with a lot of sudden change, you know, how can we deal with this? And how can we, you know, find those five minutes to just, you know, deal with the top things that need dealing with so that we can make that list and, and get stuff sorted. Totally. And, and I mean, and then this conversation may end up reading a bit like a tip sheet around like, you know, here are some things that I do around, you know, mm -hmm. dealing with sudden change and, and so on. But I, I'd love to share some ideas. I mean, first, I think, I think the first thing that the first lens that I tend to look at things through uh, because my immediate draws, you know, how do I organize information, you know, things that I know about things that are going on how do I put that information into meaningful buckets so that I can differentiate it and know what to do about each? Mm -hmm. And the first lens, I guess, that I approach that with is, you know, what can I control? What can I influence? And what do I just simply have to accept? 
So mm-hmm. it, I think knowing and accepting the difference between those three things, I mean, it's a little serenity prayer, uh, but it's valuable and it's valuable for a reason because it, it, it helps me remember where to put my effort and my attention and my energy um, around the things that, that I can change or influence and to let some of the other things go mm-hmm. because I, I, because I mean, rail against them though I might. You know, uh, you know, I, like I love to say, right? You can, it, it's it's raining. You can yell at the sky, or you can grab an umbrella, but it's going to rain. So, yeah. Um, you know, w- w- where do you focus your your time and attention? when that is the case. Yes. Um, and to some extent, part of this is, um, you know, ha- what people do you need to let down? Um, because in these sort of situations mm-hmm. where everything changes, you sometimes do have to send those emails or pick up the phone and make a call or go and visit people and say, look, I'm really sorry, but this thing, this previous agreement that we had is not going to happen because of X. Um, and if if I can, I like to like I like to do these by email, not because I'm a cold person, but because it gives this other person <laughs> a chance to yell at the sky. Um, and then we can have a call because at the end of the email it says, you know, like feel free to to call me or you know I'm very happy to come and talk to you in person. But like heads up, like here right. is the bad news in black and white, so you can reread it. So there is no misinterpreting of these things or fondly thinking, well, they can probably still fit this in. It's it's right there, um, which you know can cover you in many situations. And, and that's something that, you know, we, I've been having to do, um, over the last couple of days, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, like, let's be honest, this is super important, but it's not as important as this other stuff, which is crucial to everyday life, um, at at work, um, in this particular case. So that, that needs to be done first. Um, and I'm one of the people that can deal with that. So guess what? I'm doing that at the moment. Yeah. And then that, that timeline continuum is, is really, uh, important, I think, when you when you look at you know managing agreements, that's that's such a an important way of transitioning from the way things were to the way things need to be now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like uh, I, I like what you're saying about you know making you know thoughtfully making that transition probably as rapidly as you can because sudden yeah. change. Yeah. And also you don't want to drag it out for other people, like letting, you know, letting something sit for three, four days before, you know, you say, actually, no, like we can't go through with this. That, that just makes it worse. So Mm -hmm. even if you're not sure exactly what's going to happen, you know, in, in situations where everything is changing and everybody knows that everything is changing, sending an email to give people a heads up, because it might be actually, you know, you're not sure whether or not you can continue on project A. um, And then they say, you know what, like the way things are going, project A is canceled. Um, and you're there going, well, I don't need to let you down now because you, you don't need this anymore. And th- that, that can be good. So right. full communication is definitely one of these things that you, you have to be prepared for and deal with. So there, there will be a deluge of emails and chat messages. I, my phone practically fell off the desk earlier today because it kept <laughs> vibrating when I got chat messages and our chat system is not intelligent enough to not send notifications to my phone when I'm using my Mac. And I didn't realize because I had ned- headphones on and my phone was there and it was vibrating dangerously close to my desk and I realized it was getting closer every time I got a message. And I was like, okay, you're in do not disturb for the time being. Um, but you know, like you're you're gonna have to deal with a lot of communication. So in my right. case, one of the first things I did was AirPods on charge because they are great 
you know, headphones <laughs> making and taking calls. So it's like, okay, like let's let's just take three seconds, find the lightning cable, plug that into the airports case. Like that's basically gonna live on charge for the foreseeable future because I'm I'm gonna need to deal with everything else. So Absolutely. And 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 then I think as as you look at dealing with the things too, I, I love dividing my system then into the, sort of these three parts. You know, one is here are all the things that I had and I'm shoving them into a box that says like, nope. And then I, I hear all the things that relate to the thing that is the new change. Th- this is where my time and attention is going to focus. And then thirdly, creating a, a new empty bucket for here are things that, you know, come in or come up that I am deferring until, you know, after, you know, when things settle back down to normal, whatever the new normal is. So, uh, mm-hmm. You know, for me, that's, you know, using OmniFocus to manage my actions. I have an on-hold tag that says, you know, after the event. And so I can quickly tag yes. things after the event. Now I don't have to worry about them because they they are there. They are waiting for me. But I've decided, nope, that's not part of what is important to me now. Uh, and I have yes. shelved all of the things that I can, um, you know, thoughtfully making communications about that, as you suggest, um, in, you know, mm-hmm. into like another folder. And then that way my attention is is purely on here are the things that matter now and my attention is galvanized around you know what are what are the parts of managing this new you know incoming change uh so that i can focus on that Yes. I remember back when we first met, OmniFocus 3 was just starting beta testing um, and I broke my toe. Yes. Um, and um, and you, you came up with Noka's toe as a tag for OmniFocus, but there were a bunch of things I couldn't do because I had my broken toe and this was a sudden change. I did not plan breaking my toe and have, have many months of consideration and change planning in advance of this. Um, I probably should have in hindsight because it was very uncomfortable. Um, but, um, you know, and so, you, you know, I, I had this tag and I do that actually for things like uh, holidays and planned things as well and it's a great opportunity after the dust has settled so you can go back and look at everything with that tag and that can be a great time to get things nuked but in the, for the time being you know you can even assign a keyboard shortcut to tags in many um, task management applications where you can just be like not right now yeah. not right now this is like come back look at this after this event um, and then how however you deal with that is up to you and your task management system as you said in Scott, Scotty and OmniFocus the trick is to put that tag on hold so these things start disappearing uh, when they get that tag uh, which gets them out of your way but it doesn't get them out of your system in case you do need them so then you can go back through and look at stuff and go okay well you know if this is in here then actually this entire project probably ought to be in here as well that's right and i i think one of the things that you know because i have high self management needs i crave structure a lot and so i f- i will very easily forget that i can make more ephemeral aspects of structures in in my systems whether that's you know my email clients or my task manager or my calendar um i i i tend to like everything set up so that the way it's set up is the way it will always be so that i always know where things go but in cases like these having those you know, more temporary structures is really, really valuable mm-hmm. because no, yes. no cuz toe, right? So when when yeah, when the exactly. situation goes away, so can that tag. You can just remove the tag, remove that condition, remove that folder, whatever, put all of that stuff in a new place. And now it's, you know, fresh and shiny and new again. Yeah. But I think another key thing that we we should point out here is you need to make that very easy to set up, um, which is right. why in OmniFocus, a tag is great. Um, and maybe that is in things and Todoist as well. In fact, I would suggest for most task management applications, what you are looking for here is a tag. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't usually use tags, that is where a tag is going to come into play. Because 
you know, that that can be applied to anything without forcing you to change your structure. And one of the things that we are often short of when dealing with sudden change is time. Now, personally, I feel that you need to take 10 minutes at some point and just be like, okay, like, what is it that I need to do? I need to give everyone my phone number or this is going to significantly impact my five-year plan. Mm-hmm. I need to be aware of that, but I'm I'm not going to sit down and review that right now because there's a lot of change happening and I don't know how it's going to play out just yet. Um, but, you know, you need to figure that out. Um, and once you figure that out, then you can get on with things and, and, and get stuff sorted. But taking 10 minutes of time for yourself, you know, like sometimes you just need to look at it like the Franklin Covey matrix. What is urgent? What is important? What is urgent and important? What is neither urgent nor important? If it's mm-hmm. neither urgent nor important, then it goes in Noka's toe or whatever your tag right. is called um, <laughs> to, to, to deal with this stuff. And then you're left with only the urgent and important things and you have to figure out how, how you're going to tackle those. But it's also worth doing a little bit of a review like, okay, what are these things which maybe technically are neither important nor urgent? But if I leave that unchecked, it's going to grow. And that's going to become a very big, very urgent, very important, very high profile thing that needs to be dealt with. Right. I, um, so it, it can be worth, you know, doing some forward planning for that sort of thing, too. Certainly. Uh, mind mapping, I think, is such an extraordinary tool for that kind of exploration, too, especially mm-hmm. when when you get into that mode of, of exploring what this sudden change means, what, what does it mean yes. for me? What does it mean for the world around me? Um, you know, like you said, you know, what, what are some of the time um, horizons that that relates to? Is this, is this urgent or not? Is this important or not? Um, all of those various different facets, either mind mapping or outlining, just, just a time to get everything that is potentially being generated in the mind into something other than the mind. So that you can set back and instead of thinking about it, observe it as a notion and think about what to do with that. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, And something else that I have been reviewing recently, because just before coronavirus was really like, this is going to be a big problem for us. Um, I decided that I was going to move and I'm actually moving back to the UK. And so I'm there going, okay, well, what habits that I've built over these over the current time are now optional because especially if you have a significant mm-hmm. change in circumstances so maybe for example you're used to working in an office and you're now working from home well your habit of getting up getting dressed and going and getting in the car to go to work that is going to have to change um and maybe some things are now optional like packing your lunch well packing your lunch you may still want to do that so that when it comes to lunchtime you can just grab it and go um and you know do something with your kids who may also be stuck home from school or something um or you know maybe that one you can actually skip most of the time because you're going to be ordering pizza um because you have to feed multiple people at home which you're not used to right um and the other thing, of course, is what habits do you need to develop like yesterday to deal with all this stuff? Like, do you need to develop a habit of going into a specific room, closing a door and putting on noise canceling headphones so that you can concentrate and do this work? Or are you OK with, um, you know, like I, I just need to, you know, let people know that I, I'm working. I'm not just sitting at home. Right. Um, and you, you need to figure that out. And I'm finding for developing new habits uh, on a very short term basis, Jew on iOS is such a great application because it will nag you to do stuff. Mm. Um, so if you know that you're going to need to do like this at a specific time, then setting that up um, in advance to to do things is, is going to 
be helpful and then it can just be like you need to do this hello are you going to do that (laughs) have you done this yet um and it will keep bugging you until you say yes i've done it uh, which is great that's and uh, enlisting the tools is 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 so valuable i I think also enlisting other people and so thinking Mm -hmm. about okay sudden change is occurring like who's been through this before in the people that I know who has maybe got some experience that I, or expertise about this that I should be looking for, or, you know, or, or my, my human support pals, you know, who, who, who is out there who can offer me um, time to be a sounding board or uh, to just comfort me if I'm having a hard time dealing with the change. Um, I think, I think figuring out who around you can help play a role in the change if they aren't already a part of it um, is, mm-hmm. is, is a really good thing to consider. I mean, a, a just part of being the human condition and, and social animal, but be very tactically speaking, uh, that can make it uh, easier to go through uh, if you've got, you know, additional thoughts to an experience to draw from. Exactly. And the other thing that you can do, and which I would actually recommend that people do, if you're dealing with sudden change and there's a lot going on, so it would say, for example, the current situation with coronavirus, all of your colleagues will also be dealing with the same thing. Volunteering yourself as a sounding board can actually be very beneficial to you, um, mm. simply because other people will have thoughts and ideas that you have not yet had, or they will have a different way of framing things that gives you both food for thought. So if you can volunteer as a sounding board for other people going through sudden change, you can learn a lot from them. Of course, this does require a certain amount of emotional capacity. Now, I'm fortunately, in some cases, very good at delaying my emotions for a period of time. But even if, like me, you can do that, at some point, you're going to have to deal with that. You know, you're going to have to open the lid on that box and let your emotions out. Um, And and so you, you need to acknowledge that. And sometimes it's better to just get that over with at the start and be like, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing. Everything's weird. I'm panicking. I'm panicking. I'm panicking. (laughs) And it's okay to do that. Just after you've done the panicking, go and get some chocolate and make a plan. Right. Even if the plan then goes out the window three, three minutes later, the fact that you've taken the time to make a plan and get some stuff down and acknowledge your emotions and deal with the stuff, then you're, you're going to do better long-term. True. True. And part of that, part of that planning, um, I, I took this from this is from an early episode of uh, Back to Work with Merlin Mann and Dan Benjamin. I'll, I'll see if I can find it for show notes. It, it's certainly in the, I, I think in like the front twenty episodes. Uh, is uh, BIQNX, which is stands for bugs, information, questions, notes, and then X is kind of a meta marker, but I use it for actions. So. Uh, Dividing my information up between like bugs, like problems. What 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 can I do? You know, what do I need to solve for? Information. What do I know? Questions. What are the open things that I need to understand or figure out? Notes. What are other parts, bits of flotsam or jetsam that I have that don't necessarily fit those categories? And then lastly, action. So, what are the things that I know I'm going to you know do? Uh, I, I feel like that's a really good way for me of structuring what kinds of information different things represent. So how, how do I store that all together and how do I bring that together and how do I decipher, you know, what is a problem? What is an action? What is a bit of information? What is an open question that I have? Being able to put things in those different kind of categories really helps me understand a, what it is and b you know, how to treat it. 
Yes. And, you know, sometimes that that can be the the thing, you know, you know that there's an elephant in the room, but what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, like, do, do you try and chew it? Do you, do you try and make it welcome? Do you offer it some bamboo? Do you stay out the way? Because those tusks can be pretty dangerous and you don't know if it's a happy elephant or a angry elephant. Do you talk about um, it? You know, I mean, and, there's an elephant there. Yeah. Do you talk about that? Yeah, or do you just pretend that everything's okay and figuring out how to deal with these these big sudden changes that can happen to all of us um, at any time is, you know, one of those potentially scary things. But you sometimes, maybe the right thing to do is to actually be the first person to talk about the elephant and acknowledge that the elephant is here. Mm-hmm. And the elephant didn't just appear for a split second and disappear so that everybody might think that it was an illusion or a hallucination. Um, you know, it, it's there. So sometimes you've got to raise that point as well. The, the other thing that I've found, and because and it, it can be difficult to be the first person to stand up and say, hey, there's a big change here and I'm having a hard time with it, is to rather than talking about the change or the event, talking about my own experience with the change of event, and I know I'm probably splitting a hair here, but mm-hmm. bear with me. If if I tell a story in a context of, I don't necessarily feel like I have to represent the thoughts and feeling of everyone that I'm speaking with or for or around. I'm just talking about my own, my own perspective on some things that I am experiencing. I feel like, A, that's less risky because I'm not trying to identify this thing that maybe other people then feel obligated to react to in a certain way um, because I'm, I'm only talking about my own, you know, sort of perception or experience with the thing. Um, and it also, you know, creates a platform from which other people, you know, can step off in terms of talking about their own perspective, you know, with respect to a change, if it's something that is, you know, affecting multiple different people. And let's face it, if it's a broad sweeping change, probably you're not the only person, right? So, being able mm-hmm. to uh, set things up for a, a broader conversation with multiple people in a way that is safe for you and create safety for others uh, is a really um, excellent opportunity, I think, to get more information about what's going on as well as to just share in the experience a little bit better. Yes. And that's the thing. We are all sharing this experience, maybe from completely different sides, maybe from 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 exactly the same side. But that doesn't mean that we have exactly the same experience. We all have subtle differences. That's right. Uh, and, and, and so being able to, uh, again, speak from from the from the own experience and not and not try to represent what the what the thing means you know, necessarily for everybody uh, can be such a such a source of comfort, I think. Uh, in terms of bringing it up, starting the conversation, uh, and then and then hoping, you know, ho- hoping that that sets a nice cadence to, you know, have the conversation continue. Yes, exactly, and that that conversation needs to be had, and it must continue because everything is, you know, potentially going to change for everybody. Or maybe if everybody talks about it, you'll realize that this sudden change is a bad idea, and everyone should just pretend things are going on as normal. Uh, side note: If your government is telling you to change things, please follow the advice of your government, well, uh, be that. that local, you know, state or 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 entire country. Um, but you know, it's it's important to to have that conversation and discuss things so that then you know, at some point when you return to no- normal, whatever that normal is, be that your old normal or a new normal, everything can still run 
on some train tracks. Okay, maybe you've gone over a couple of switches and you, mm. you took some turns you weren't expecting, but that that normal will be there in the future, um, and you you're 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 working towards it. You're not there yet, but you'll get there, uh, and we'll all get there hopefully at the same time together as a team. Absolutely, and and I think helping along the way too is to take the time to record decisions. Because I think, especially if, if the change takes you into unexplored territory or, or, or territory that is at least unexplored for you, to start recording, here are the explicit decisions that I've made about how I'm going to operate or what I'm doing um, really helps you chart the path of, of how you're moving. So you can look back on that. It also takes mm-hmm. away some of the future decision-making effort because if the, the more decisions that you make, and I mean, it, it, it sounds maybe daunting to make a whole bunch of decisions about this big new changed thing. But if you start with one uh, that you can refer back to, it makes the next one potentially a little bit easier. Certainly by the time you've made 10, now you've got a basis for, you know, some operating principles of, of how you're dealing with the change or how you're progressing with the new context in which you find yourself. Um, so so that that provides you with this frame of reference uh, for you know the next time a decision has to be made, maybe taking the load off of that and making it less of a um, less of a body of work, I guess, to make the next decisions, knowing the ones that have already been made. Yes, that can definitely help you at decision paralysis as well, where you get so fatigued with making decisions, you just can't make them anymore. Another tip that I would give, you know, you said about journaling your decisions and what decisions you've made and potentially some why. If you are struggling with this, try doing it in the third person. Mm. Um, You know, so instead of saying I did this, say Rose did this or Scotty did this or, you know, whatever your name is, you know, feel free to borrow one of our names if you need to. Um, but, you know, try try documenting this in the third person. There is a reason why, um, you know, press releases, press statements are in the third person. Right. So, you know, Apple today released this. Apple is talking about themselves, but they do it in the third person. That can give you a little bit of distance from this. And then it's a documentation. You know, it's it's a historical artifact now. Um, you know, maybe not ancient history yet, but give give you enough other decisions that it could be. Um, but that can definitely help deal with things. And it can also help you make decisions sometimes. Instead of thinking about me, think about other person which actually is you, and they have all the traits that you have, but instead of saying me, try using your name um, Mm. and referring to yourself in the third person and thinking about it as though you're giving advice to yourself um, because that can most definitely help. And especially when dealing with sudden change, you you often need an outside perspective. Sometimes it can be very difficult to get an outside perspective, especially if, say, for example, the people that you would usually go and talk to are now quarantined at home, um, Mm. as in our current situation. Um, But, you know, it, if you can think about yourself in the third person a little bit, you don't have to go the whole way and start talking about yourself in the third person all the time. Um, if you want to, be my guest, but it, it, that can help you get there. That's a re- that's a really good idea. I like that a lot. I'm gonna I'm going to take that. Um, I, I, another way that I've been uh, micro journaling that I is offered a really nice reflective tool, uh, and I've, I'll share a link in in show notes to the shortcut that I made for this because of course I made a shortcut for this. Uh, it's called What I Need, and it's it's a quick micro journal of in a moment I can hit the button. It'll ask, "What is it that you need right now?" And that could be as vague as you know a sense of peace, or it could be as specific as a better way to 
explain X to person Y. Anything. Uh, and then, and then upon entering that, it'll say, okay, what's the context for this? And so I can, you know, say I'm, I'm trying to write an email for someone or I'm, I'm find myself struggling alone in my room right now. Um, and so I essentially develop this table that has two columns, you know, one of columns of what I need and B is the column of, you know, here's the context I was in. And that provides a really interesting place for me to look for patterns so that I can, you know, if I'm, if I'm entering stuff in there, again, this isn't meant to be like an action log and, you know, capturing stuff. It's, it's really just a sense of, you know, em- emotional, like offboarding of, of, you know, the state that I'm in, but, I, I, I can catch patterns about, you know, here are contexts in which th- that appear kind of similar where I'm having these feelings of, of needing something or I find myself needing these kinds of things on a more regular basis. So whether that's, you know, further information or support from other people or clarity or uh, for other actions to be taken, uh, I think that's a really neat way of tracking uh, my patterns uh, and, and learning a little bit more about uh, helping myself deal with 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 change and with new scenarios. Yes, and that's just it. You know, we are ch- dealing with change and new scenarios, and we just we just have to deal with them as well as we can, and set ourselves up for success as well as we can. Acknowledging that we will make mistakes as we go, but you know what? We're human. Most of us bounce. Some of us bounce better than others, but you know, everybody has the ability to rebound and recover from everything. That's right, and this too shall pass. Yes. So with that, perhaps that is the right way to pause and end our conversation today. I think so. I would like to to wish everybody the best of luck in this coming difficult time. I'm sure we're all going to have a few things. You may have noticed there might have been some minor differences in the in the background of Scotty and my audio today. That's because we are both recording at different locations because that's what's happened with life. But, you know, these things happen and the show must go on as well as it can. Despite radical sweeping change. Yes. So, uh, in order to uh, carry on this conversation and talk further, Rosemary Orchard, where might people find you on the internet? Best place to go is over at rosemaryorchard.com, where you have links to all the things I do and social media and more. Scotty, where can people find you? Uh, I can be found at heyscottyj.com, or you can get in touch with me by the same name, at heyscottyj, on Twitter or Instagram. And you can find the show over at nestedfloaterspodcast.com. We do have a contact form where you are very welcome to send your feedback. Or if you feel like sending a tweet, we are at nestedfolders on Twitter. And regardless of how you send your feedback, we love it. And we've got some new stuff coming up in the future based on some of your feedback. So we're looking forward to sharing that with you. We sure are. And we love connecting with everybody. So uh, let's keep connected uh, together and keep talking about ways in which we can deal with change and our lives. And we hope that this episode finds everyone well. And Rose, I look forward to talking again in a couple of weeks. Look forward to talking to you then. Bye, Scotty. Bye.